You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hustle Butter Deluxe is a 100% vegan replacement for all petroleum-based products. Hustle Butter can be used before, during, and after the tattoo process. Made from mango, cocoa, papaya, and other shea butters, it will not remove your stencils, you won't have any petroleum buildup or clogged tubes, and it helps keep the skin workable during the entire tattoo session. Used in replace of petroleum-based products, Hustle Butter Deluxe gives results that last a lifetime. For luxury tattoo care, check out HustleButter.com. When you make an order, be sure to tell Richie Bulldog you heard him mentioned on Sullen Radio. You can't knock the hustle. Hi, this is Joe Swanson with Sullen Radio. I use my Waterloo Tattoo Workstation every day I tattoo. Are you interested in working off a tattoo workstation that has been designed specifically for tattooing with input from tattoo artists? Do you want a workstation that helps keep your tools and equipment well organized? If you haven't yet seen Waterloo's tattoo workstations on TV shows like Spike TV's Ink Master and Tattoo Nightmares, do yourself a favor and take a look at WaterlooTattooStorage.com. These versatile workstations are available in two sizes that each come with Waterloo's full-width drip guard. As a tattooer, if you've ever knocked over your rinse cup during a tattoo, you know how important it is to have a stainless steel work surface designed for easy cleaning and maximum protection against spills. Waterloo workstations come on four swivel casters for easy maneuverability within the tattoo shop. With the increasing use of technology in mind, Waterloo Tattoo Workstations also come with a repositionable six outlet power strip with two USB ports that can easily power your lighting laptops and personal electronics. Plenty of usable space and drawer organizers keep your tattoo tools and equipment safe and in their place. Check out WaterlooTattooStorage.com and at WaterlooTattoo on Instagram for the best tattoo storage workstation on the market. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. This is Joe Swanson and this is Sullen Radio. I want to welcome my guest today, tattooer and artist, Rich Pineda. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. How about yourself, Joe? I'm doing really well. Uh, excited about this, uh, the, the things that Sullen Radio is going to be doing in the new year. And um, I know you have big things going on as well. You're in the middle of a move. You're splitting time between a couple places. How's that going for you? Good, good. Yeah, right now, still uh, still up in Yucca Valley and in San Clemente, uh, splitting that half and half. Take off here Thursdays, and I spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes Monday out there. Do a little work out there, but but mainly I'm just trying to handle the rest of my appointments that I had up until June mm-hmm. um, without like causing too much confusion for the people that have already booked time. Right, yeah. How, how is that? What has been the biggest challenge to do that with splitting time? I know getting you know, taking those long commutes and, and things like yeah. that can be rough. Yeah, it's pretty rough, man. You know, I mean, at first it's really new and exciting. So you're, you don't mind the two and a half hour drive, but you know, I, I, I started surfing again. I, I grew up surfing. So that, that's really kind of what got one of the big reasons why I ended up heading back to the beach. And uh, I mean, I got a lot of friends down there too, but um, so that's been my biggest motivator is, you know, come Thursday, I just can't wait to get down there and hit the water. So yeah, where's your uh, where's the spot you've been frequenting down there? Uh, I, I usually serve T Street or uh, State San Clemente State Beach, and those two spots are pretty awesome. And it's it's cool because I already had friends that have grown up there and and have surfed those spots all their lives. So it, it, it's been it's been cool. It's been really cool. My buddy uh, Jordan and James and these, and Ryan, these three guys uh, that I go surfing with and. They're really good servers, so it's been easy to get back in, you know. Yeah, absolutely. When did you first start surfing? I've surfed uh, for, in, since 92. I, went, I came out to California, and in 92, I started surfing. I had dreams of surfing and being in California for yeah. a lot of years before that. Yeah, I, when did you yeah, start? I mean, uh, in, in the 80s, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 41 now. So I started surfing when I was about, like, probably six, seven years old. Um, you know, as soon, I think my mom, she like refused to allow me to get in the water. And so that made me really want to do it. And I think, it, I think it was, yeah, right about the time I was seven, six, seven or eight years old, my, my mom just finally broke down and said, okay, you could bodyboard. And 
And that lasted about a month before I hopped on a surfboard. I didn't want to bodyboard, so all my friends were surfers. So, yeah, yeah and it's been a, it's been a love ever since. I've, I I love it as much as I love anything in this life, you know, other than obviously my family. But anything superficial, I I love it just as much, you know. Yeah. And absolutely, it, it keeps my head straight. Absolutely, it's it's a workout and it's a a, a, a magical thing. I mean, I've had oh, yeah. some insane surf sessions. You oh, know, yeah. in Santa Cruz, that's where I ended up coming. When I came from Minnesota, I came out and landed in Santa Cruz. And um, I would surf out there at Cowles Beach, longboarding. Yeah. That's where I learned. And then yeah. also Pleasure Point. Um, but, man, it was it was such a, such a fun place to be. Such a, you know, those beach communities really have a cool vibe to them, don't they? They do. They do, yeah. Uh, you know, and... and not to take anything away from my Tamayoka Valley, because I did have a great experience here. And, and without being up here, I would have never learned how to tattoo, which really has allowed me to get back to the beach. So, um, but yes, for me, how I grew up, you know, I was born and raised next to the water, lived no more than a block from the beach my entire life. So getting back to what feels most natural to me has been probably the 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 greatest thing for me uh, recently in my mind, you know, I kind of felt like maybe I was going a little, a little crazy, you know, like a fish out of water. You know, I, I thought I was going to be here for a short time, uh, you know, ended up being a 13 years stay. So I, I, I love it up here, but I'm glad that I'm glad that I'm getting back down to where I, I, I feel I belong, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It can make that, it can make everything seem fresh, you know? M- yeah. Making a move. I, I, I made a move um recently as well and it's it's one of those things where you can kind of shed off the old shit and and really look forward to those new things and man yeah the beach is such a such a energizing thing you know i yeah. didn't know that growing up in minnesota i felt that and i wanted i felt like i wanted to be out in california my whole life you know yeah. watch on tv and shit like that and um yeah. when i got out there i realized like how impactful it can be and um you know talking with uh elvin chung on the last uh, show of 2014 for sullen radio he was he was, talked about an experience that he had where he saw snow for the first time in his life as an adult and touched it right. and you know wild man those experiences can really change a person and um definitely it's cool that you're being able to get back to that and be comfortable and i think that you'll probably find it it allows you to express some cool new artistic shit. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, since we last talked, you know, I kind of went through something where I emotionally just kind of like, I I feel like I started shutting down and I actually started like uh, not, not wanting a tattoo anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I wasn't really telling anybody that. And, you know, I was just kind of going around still doing my work and doing the best I could. But in my heart at the end of the day, I just couldn't, I couldn't get done faster. Mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, I was starting to get a little bit depressed, and well, a lot depressed, and I, I just didn't understand what was going on, uh, and I woke up one morning. Uh, this is right about the time that we got the place down there a few months back, like four months back, and I just looked over at my wife. I woke her up real early. I said, hey, I'm, I'm about to snap. I, I need to get the fuck out of here. I, 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 it's, and it's like, again, it's not that I don't love this town. It's just it's not – it didn't feel like I was able to breathe anymore. And I just said, I need a change. I need a life change. And I need to go back to what made me happy on my, I felt like I, on my off time, it was just all art based. There was nothing surrounding my life that wasn't art based. And you got to understand that when I started tattooing a little over five years ago, I immersed myself into it to such a degree that I even did 133 days straight, 16, 18 hour days, sometimes watching the sun come up, five, six, seven tattoos in a day, just because I wanted to get better. And I really had nothing else. Mm -hmm. So when, when you put that into a, a five year period, at the end, I started slowing down a little bit, you know, not doing seven days a week, that kind of stuff. But I just snapped. I just felt like, dude, I'm 41 now, and I feel like I'm I'm never getting back to the things I love to do. I'm never gonna skate. I'm never gonna surf again. I'm gonna be too old for this shit. And and I got scared of that. I started getting scared of my age and scared of where I was going. And I felt like I was getting really burnt out. And 
you know, to jump right to where I'm at now, it has completely rejuvenated my love for my art because it's part of what I do. It's not all of what I do. And I know some people that all they do is art and they love it. They have, you know, that's their, that's their, that's how they get their kicks. You know, they, they love it on the off time. They love it on the on time. They leave tattooing, they go right home and they do nothing but paint. And I do that too. I love painting too. But now when I wake up in the morning, you know, five, six o'clock in the morning, I'll go surf. I'll come back after a two hour session and I'll tattoo. And I feel like rejuvenated. I feel like I've already gotten my thing out first Mm -hmm. and then I can do my art and really put focus into it and put my love into it. And, uh, Something that I had that I felt I had lost, you know, in, in a really quick amount of time. I, I, I think it was a long period of time, but I just didn't, I didn't realize that it was happening to me. Well, you, you packed a long period of education and experience in a shorter period of time. And, yeah. you know, you alluded to it in, in when I had you on my, uh, my other podcast. The first time we spoke, you alluded to that the tattooing was becoming or has become automatic to you. And right. You know, that I, I've thought about that. That resonated with me because I look at the high caliber of work that you that you and a, and a lot of these other guys at the top level are doing. And I think, God damn, for that to become automatic is crazy. Um, but I think what a lot of what a lot of what I see guys doing is they're taking that. And, and Mike DeVries, you know, said this. Uh, in my, in Solon radio, I don't know what episode it was, but three, I think, um, last year he said, guys are going to be taking that high caliber color realism stuff and they're going to be taking another style or a multiple different styles. And they're going to blend all of these together. Yeah. And I do see that happening. And I think for artists like yourself to, um, take a, one piece of art, which is tattooing, one craft, and do it at a high level, you have to be able to express yourself in other creative ways, not just in an oil painting that looks like a tattoo that you do, or right. a sketch that's going to look like a tattoo or become a tattoo, but to be able to get out and physically, I mean, I would say, and I would argue <laughs> that you creating, you know, you going out and surfing is creating art for you as an artist, you know? Well, it's, it's definitely helping me, uh, get a fresh, uh, perspective on myself Mm -hmm. and, uh, what comes out of me. I mean, even I, you know, I, 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 you know, a lot of people have hit me up and say they notice I've been posting a lot lately. I used to post a tattoo a day. Can can you say, Hey Rich, can you say that again? Um, you were cutting out on that part. Yeah, no problem. Uh, a lot of people have told me that like, lately I haven't been posting a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I think I think uh, a lot of that has to do with a the the move and, and going back and forth. I haven't been tattooing as much uh, just because I've been taking a little bit more time off to do that, but also um, I've been trying to. I just didn't. I don't want to keep posting the same stuff just rehashed, you know, that I always do. I mean, it's it's not like it's gone downhill or anything like that i feel like even right now i'm trying to think of add a little bit more uh of a newness to it, readjusting kind of like the way i want to be seen as an artist mm-hmm. so like uh a, a few people have been noticing that i i haven't been posting a lot uh on instagram or facebook or, or just kind of like reposting older stuff uh i've been taking some time off obviously to do the move and stuff like that but at the same time, I also have been trying to kind of reinvent myself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to just be seen as a portrait artist, a guy that just takes images and recreates them on the body. And so, like, I'll do these. I, I still tattoo just as much. I just don't want to keep posting 20 kids' portraits, keep posting another skull flower combo or whatever. Because I feel like I have been growing internally as an artist and... I'm coming up conceptually with pieces that I'm really excited to tattoo and that pretty soon I'm going to post uh, up for grabs or offer them to my clients. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to see kind of uh, another resurgence of posts that are all going to be a little bit different than what I've normally been doing. It's still going to be realism based, but it's going to be more 
original pieces um, and original being that, you know, I've, sh- uh, th- I've, I've set up photo shoots uh, with, with people and, and, and taking those images, manipulating them in Photoshop, pre-gaming them, you know, to where they become a tattooable type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, yeah, I just, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten kind of, at a, you know, I kind of got at an, a level where I wasn't really growing or anything. I just was kind of putting out the same stuff, you know. I mean, you needed a shake. Yeah, up. people say it's still quality, but it's just, I just feels redundant to me. Like, mm-hmm. gosh, here's another skull I'm gonna post. Or and some people get hurt. Like, why didn't you post my stuff? And it's not because I didn't like their piece. In fact, I may like it b- better than the piece I posted, you know, the month before that was similar to it. I just, you know, I just, I try to get people to understand that I'm just trying to grow as an artist, you know, Mm -hmm. I try to stay fresh. I'm trying to not bore people either, you know, people that, you know, follow me and that kind of stuff. And, but yeah, I got, I got a, a, I got a bunch of pieces that I'm going to be doing soon that I'm really excited about, really stoked on putting out. And, you know, I just can't, I can't wait to do it. And I still, I still post stuff that I, that, Mm -hmm. that I do just, you know, not as much. So even even this this move and this shakeup, it's interesting that not only it's kind of made you reevaluate all aspects of what you're doing because you're you're not only shaking up your art with it, but you're you know changing the way that you're representing yourself as an artist as well. So and it's interesting, yeah. it's cool that we can immediately start making changes in people's minds about where we want to go as artists. Um, sure you know, because of the internet, because of the connectivity we have. Yeah. I mean, I see all these people and all the stuff that they're putting out and I'm just blown away by how, how much the industry is accelerated. And I'm still a baby in this, you know, I'm, I'm maybe, you know, not a young kid, but I'm still a young guy in tattooing. And, um, so for me, this is just another, another evolution. And uh, I hope, uh, that that never stops. Uh, or I think I'll probably stop tattooing, open up a shop and work a day a week and try to run, try to run a business that way. But, you know, I mean, for now, I, I just still feel like I'm a young student in this amazing art form and having all these people around me that I look up to and admire, uh, you know, and I see, I see my friends doing the same thing. I mean, if you look at a guy like Franco, um, who I probably mention every time I do anything because he's been such an influential piece to my puzzle and he he uh he's constantly evolving himself whether it's in business or in art and you know I see Nico and another another guy who I can call a friend and I see him doing it all the time and you know I think those are the guys that I look up to because uh they're they're constantly changing or you just look at any of the European artists that are out there and it's crazy I mean the stuff that they do it's it's taking our art form to another level. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when anybody sets a, a higher standard, you want to, at the very least, try to attain a close relationship to those same standards just because, you know, uh, this is art. And, and we're not we're not I'm not trying to say that, you know, I'm even going to hit that standard, but uh, I'm going to definitely give it my best shot and, and, and never try to stop growing. Or, or I think that's just when it, it'll be boring because I, I've gone in and out of stuff my entire life. I've been one of those guys that have picked up something and very few things I've, I've really stuck with because I just get bored, mm-hmm. you know, real yeah. easy of those things. Um, but this is one that has kept my attention, you know, kept my love and drive and, and wanting to continue to, to evolve and grow. And, uh, you know, I, I got all the, all the rippers out there that, that, that kill it to thank for that because, you know, they keep, they keep the little guys like me on, 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 on their toes, you know? Absolutely, man. So I want to know the breakdown of the surfboard that you're riding right now. You know, this, this, this tool of movement in your life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, uh, I like to ride a, a six, one, uh, squash tail thruster, you know, I, but you know, I've I've kind of I'm I'm one of those guys that gets addicted to things again quickly. So I've got like four or five boards at the house now. <laughs> okay, I've been, you... I've been I've been I've been writing lost boards, uh, mayhem boards, okay. um, and uh, you know my favorite my favorite waves were you know head high waves, and thankfully it's in down south it's it's pretty much always head high. So 
Yeah. It's, well, it's been great. What do you like about that setup as far as the board? Um, man, it's just a quick snappy board. You know, it's, it, it just, I've, I've always just been into, you know, try to try to have a board that's as maneuverable as possible, but still uh, handle a 180 pound dude like myself. So yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you know, all these other kids are like 160 at, <laughs> at the top, 110 to 160. And they, they ride like one foot waves, like they're head high barreled waves and, <laughs> You know, so, you know, I, I, I got to have a little bit of meat underneath me. But, yeah, I mean, they thankfully with Lost and Mayhem and all those 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 guys down at, like, Catalyst Surf Shop, they get me into boards that I really like. And, man, that's the cool thing about that whole uh, the whole area down there. Everyone that I've been connected with, they're all super cool and willing to help me, you know, get back into things. So Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you're connected with uh, – I saw you just got a, a little fly for the black black flies on your – Yeah, black hand, flies. Man. Yeah, those are all my homies. Yeah, I just recently got connected with those guys at uh, at the uh, – at Magic Trade Show. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the, the coalition booth uh, right next to the black flies. It was connected to it. They were like uh, part of it. And I uh, just started talking to them, and I remember having um, – Having Black Fly number fives since I was like 16, 17 years old. I mean, their campaign, everything, their brand. I loved everything about them. And, uh, you know, I remember back then, it's so funny because I remember back then I, I thought to myself, gosh, I wish I did something cool enough. I wish I rode motocross good enough or surfed good enough or, you know, to get an endorsement from these guys. You know, I just wanted to be affiliated with them. And it's just so weird. And, and it's funny because I just tattooed Mo, uh, who, who, uh, who's one of their head guys. Um, and I was talking to him about that, kind of laughing with him about it, that it's so weird that it took uh, tattooing um, to get me involved with them. And, uh, man, I, that's probably one of my favorite uh, people I've ever had a chance to do anything with just because – uh, I've had such an affinity for black flies ever since I was such a young kid. I've always had a pair and, and now to have their, uh, have their, uh, you know, have their love come in my way. It's, it's been such a, such a cool thing. And it's great because, you know, I get, I've got, I went to the warehouse the other day and I got to meet, you know, all the guys, uh, uh, the, 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 the people who started it, the people who were there that, that are, have been there the whole time. And, it's still the same type of vibe as I got from back then. And they're all such cool guys. I, I, I was honored to actually tattoo Mo. And we're doing a whole uh, shark underwater sunken ship theme piece. And that's another cool thing I've been doing lately is I've been able to start larger pieces. That's why, another reason why I haven't been posting. I don't like to post uh, mid products. I'll throw like a teaser pic of like what I'm starting, but I won't, I won't like put a, a half a floating mm-hmm. face on there or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm really stoked about what, what I'll be end up, what will end up, uh, you know, from these things and, and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be able to finish some of them up, uh, beginning of the year. Yeah. You just did, a some, some more big work on Jeremy's stomach, right. To add to his. Yeah. Piece? Yeah. We're, 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 he, he gave me his whole stomach. So he came over the other day. We, we had a great time, went out, um, had some fun and then, um, you know, tattooed him trying to finish up some background stuff to, uh, the portrait of Didi with the flying Eagle in front of him. They're having like a, st- we didn't plan it, but they're having like a stare off contest, <laughs> the Eagle and Didi. <laughs> nice, man. Well, you guys, uh, seems like you guys have fun when you get together, uh, shots of Havasu on the boat. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Man. Jeremy. Yeah. 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 He's become like one of my best friends and, if not my actual the best friend I got, and he's he's just always been a big supporter, and uh, it, it's like uh, it's like we're long lost brothers that you know we're reunited in life. It's, it's pretty he's he gets me, man. He he understands my brand of bullshit, I guess. <laughs> sure, man. Yeah, you hit you hit people like that throughout your life. I think you know, and it's, definitely it's definitely cool when you find them. Um, it's great to uh, to see the kind of stuff that Sullen's doing. You got a couple shirts dropping in 2015. Yeah. Um, talk about the process that you kind of went through. Um, did what you went through with pre-move, did that affect some of the art that was coming out for the shirts, and, and how so if it did? You know, I, I, I would like to say something cool like, yeah, it did. <laughs> but um, no, man, when I paint, it... it 
it, 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 it's carried over from the emotion of whatever we shoot. Cause most of the paintings mm -hmm. that I've done come from a photo shoot that I've done in a collaboration with Tadao. Mm -hmm. So I'll have a vision, uh, I'll set it up, direct it, everything like that. Tadao will shoot it. We'll, we'll go down to grab a couple of these girls and then go down to one of the studios. <clears throat> and then just like whatever emotionally I feel from those picks, I'll take the one that I feel the closest relation to. So, I mean, in a way, yes, it's definitely what's going on in my life at the moment. Um, those were painted before I, I had my nervous breakdown and decided yeah. to split. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, that I think, uh, you know, that those shirts, they're, they're, they're really cool. They're going to be they're they're, they're they're probably some of my favorites. Um, one was an art piece that I did actually for the South Coast Tattoo Show. Um, of a skull and a uh, tattoo machine. Okay. Now, uh, you know, that one I really liked just the color and the concept of it. I mean, it's very simple, but but I just really like the way it looked on a shirt. And, and another one is is one that I did uh, of another uh, skull. Uh, skull and uh, that one was actually, wow, I painted that one a long time ago. You know, the process takes a while I, mm -hmm. from when I paint them and I approach Ryan and Jeremy with it because Ryan ultimately is the guy that's going to make the decisions. And that's another one uh, guy that I, I've been blessed to have as a friend. You know, unfortunately, I don't um, cycle, run, or or uh, do triathlons yeah. uh, enough to to – kind of like hang with him because he's always doing those things you Dude, know he showed I, me he showed me a video when i was down there um in november i i went down and did a uh, tattoos care cancer event yeah um in <clears throat> excuse me in santa clarita with adam guyett and tattoos care cancer and we recorded some shows and shit and then i went down and hung out um at, at sullen hq and Ryan was just getting back from a trip from Arizona, and he showed me this picture or this video of the start of a swim for some gnarly yeah. race that he's doing. Yeah. And it's like 2,500 people. And he said there was guys that would be, I don't know how fucking long this, like this swim was, but it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And no, no, no. They he says people will, they'll be going along. And they'll just, you know, start go. They'll they'll swim to the side. You'll see people just dipping out early, man. Oh swim yeah, to the side. Time. Oh, Big and time. then and then come back out. And he's like, man, if you got to swim to the side, you better just cut it off now. Yeah. But, no, and, and and you know what? I love that guy so much that I actually want to get a bike and I want to start riding with him. And he even said, he said, because uh, I asked him, I said, what do you do? Like, you know, what? Like, you got guys go crazy, right? Like seven, eight miles. He's like, whoo. He's like, uh, no. He's like. 40 to a hundred. Uh, hey, he's but, all, he's all, he's all, but we'll go as we'll, we'll go until you feel like you're burning <laughs> out and we'll turn around. So he's ease, willing to ease into, he's ease, to, ease yeah. you into it. Yeah. He's willing to ease me into it. Cause I, I love that stuff. And now that I've been getting a little older, I definitely want to, uh, you know, do what, do what I can to keep myself young and healthy, mainly healthy, you know? And, yeah. and that's, that's why I love that. I, uh, you know, I'm just getting back into physical sports again, just because it, 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 it does help me, uh, Keep keep me up, uh, you know. Keeps me, keep me on the right track. Yeah, man, it keeps me leveled for sure. Like I know, I know how far I can let myself go. And and uh, oh, look at that little puppy. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> I know how far I can let myself go to where I'm just like, okay, I need to fucking work out now. I need oh, yeah. to do something physical. I need to, you know, whatever it is, and. Um, to, to kind of level myself out, you know, and, sure. and even, you know, it can be, you can get to that point where you're not doing that. And even the art seems like, I don't even want to do that. Like, sure. I, it's so definitely that physical, you know, that physical release that, you know, surfing or skating yeah. or anything gives is such a, is such a good thing. Um, what, uh, what's been happening with music, man? You've been picking music back up or, or continuing with that, or are you kind of setting that aside right now for a little bit? You know what? Um, I've got plans to get back into it actually after I head back down to uh, San Clemente just mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, I've been talking with guys like Rick, Thorne, and, and you know, the, all those guys that love music so much. Um, but, yeah, that's another one of those things that has always had my attention. I've always mm -hmm. loved it so much and it, it, it hurts to not be able to do it like I'd like to. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, tattooing takes up so much of your time and music requires a lot of your time. So right. 
once I get back down there, get into a situation that's going to allow me to have that time to pursue it, I'm actually going to start pursuing it again um, because I miss it. I love it. I, I feel like um, I spent a lifetime developing that as an art form that I feel like it could just lend itself to the tattooing as well. But, you know, I try to keep everything separate. But, yeah, that's 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 another thing I'm, I'm going to definitely get back into. And I know me and Rick, uh, Rick's been hitting me up a lot lately. He wants to do some collaborations. I showed him some of my music. You know, I told him I, I, I did music. And he's like, oh, cool, man, you know. <laughs> then I'm like, one day we were hanging out. And I'm like, here, Rick, I had my headphones. I'll hear it, listen to a song I did. He's like, oh, cool. And he was like, what? He's like, that's you? I'm like, yeah, man, that's me. He's like, dude, let's do a track together. So... <laughs> So he, uh, me and him, right about the first of the year, we're, we're going to start uh, laying down some tracks to, to do, uh, do a piece together. So that'll be cool. That'll be fun, you know? Absolutely, man. That, that sounds like a blast. Rick's a good dude. Oh, he's a great dude. Um, so what, what, in your opinion, man, and I was going to ask what makes a good tattooer in your eyes, but I, I, I think I'm going to open that up a little bit. I think what makes a good artist in your eyes? A good artist in my eyes. Um, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a few different things, you know. Uh, there's two different types of artists in my eyes. Artists that have a deep passion for it. Um, and, uh, well, I think there's three. There's an artist, there's those artists that have that, like the real deep passion for it. Um, whether or not their skill level is, is, you know, at some, some you know is at a level where people would say oh god that guy's so great mm-hmm. and then and then there's guys that are just naturally gifted artists that maybe don't have a passion for it like you know like others do but still could produce good work but i think i think it's when they have both just that passion and drive and can produce you know um a certain level because of that passion mm-hmm. you know i mean like anything if you if you really put your mind to anything, even if like when people say, Oh, I've never, never did art in my life. I know guys that never did art at all that got into uh, doing art later in life that are some of my favorite artists today. And, and uh, I, I think it's just a good artist is just someone who's got a, a real genuine love for the art, you know, and whether they produce any kind of like crazy, you know, technical thing, I think it, it'll, it'll, come through in their art because i mean look at abstract artists it's not like some of that stuff is a lot of it's more emotion based or you know it's i just think it's anything that you can capture the emotion of another person i think that's what creates an amazing artist and i think that you know tattooing you know it it people you know they're going to have it on their bodies forever so you know it does require a, a, a little bit more of a constraint when it comes to your art, you definitely have to have a pre-visualization of what's going on. You don't just start with a blank canvas and start attacking it, you know? Yeah. Um, but so those are, I think, two different questions. But I think as far as the artist one, I think it's just anyone who's got a real drive and passion for it, uh, enough to where it translates. Through in the uh, piece. Yeah, through a piece, yeah, yeah. It can transcend thought and emotion into a piece, paper, yeah. canvas, and even skin. Yeah. Uh, the same, and, and, and when it comes to an, a tattoo artist, uh, almost a guy that could take that emotion and, and have a, a, that constraint with it, you know, that can actually, you know, bring it down to a level that a person that's wanting a tattoo can understand, you know, mm-hmm. that, that communication. Because it's not, it's not like painting a piece or doing an art piece, you're doing it for yourself, and then you could put it up for sale, and the right person is going to buy it. Uh, a tattoo, it's specifically built for that one person. So I think that's an even harder thing um, mm-hmm. to have that relationship with that person and have your vision because they're coming to you for a reason unless you're just, you know, a, a street shop and they're mm-hmm. coming to you and picking one off the wall and say, I want this tattoo. Uh, if it's more of a custom piece and they're choosing you for your art and they want you to create something or at least help them figure out an image that's going to be good for them. I think that's what really creates uh, someone special, at least in that moment of time, in that moment of time with that particular person. And that's really all that matters. And that's part of what I took myself away for a while because I, I felt like if I'm burnt out and I don't have that special connection, I'm not a special artist. I'm not a good artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm just becoming uh, mechanical 
person that can go through the motions and yeah, here, let me just slap this on you. Let me take your money. You know, and I don't want to do that. I want to have what I, what I got into it to begin with was that I felt like, gosh, this is so special, uh, what we're doing. And I'd been an artist all my life. Uh, and I never felt as special as when I became a tattoo artist because this person has taken away, um, one of your pieces and you have a permanent attachment with them for the rest of their life and yours as well. Um, they're going to be a carrier of your art, even when they're old and it looks like shit, it's still going to be your piece. It's still going to be a special moment. And, uh, if you don't make that a special moment for them, they're going to have negative feelings about it. So mm-hmm. I know I just rambled like from one thing to the no, next. That's but, great, you know. man. I, my follow-up question to that is what piece of art has captured your attention uh, lately, I know you're a big collector. Um, what what piece has resonated with you? Um, anything that David Stupakis or Menton, um, th- those two guys, uh, and Chris Guess as well. Uh, those two guys and three guys. Those guys um, put together pieces that are, are they're very technical and they're very dark. Uh, and I was one of those kids that when I grew up, you know, I had like black carpet. Listen to Susie and the Banshees. I mean, I was like. Not a gothic kid, but I always felt like a connection to like dark things. And I'm not talking about like gory things. I'm just talking about dark vibed things. Like I, I was in a new wave. You know, I come from the 80s, man. But, but you know, those two guys, when I – someone introduced me to their work. In fact, Tadal, the guy that I shoot photos with, um, he actually introduced me to their work. And I understood why Tadal takes pictures like he does because he uh, – he composes uh, pieces like they compose pieces, just really emotional at the same time, almost supernatural, you know, uh, it, it's, and they both, uh, uh, and I started realizing, gosh, why are these guys paint stuff that I love so much? And they're both extremely huge fans of uh, Lord of the Rings, um, you know, in the dark side of Lord of the Rings, you know? Um, it, so like, I, I, I think that's why I get their pieces just because that film, you know, and all the art that was done for those films, uh, you know, was, was, uh, very similar to the way they, they kind of like put pieces together. And gosh, I, I have two of their, actually I have, uh, two originals from each, each one of them. Um, I commissioned a piece from Menton. Uh, it's beautiful. I know that they're going to use it for one of his upcoming books soon. And uh, I was able to purchase one of my favorite pieces that I thought would have been long gone uh, from David Stupakis. Uh, and those guys also, too, they are the most down-to-earth, genuine guys. I thought they would be dicks because of their work being so good yeah, we and they're talked so to, popular. We I talked about that, dicks. man. It's like we talked about that before, you know, where you where you admire somebody's work. And I think we, you know... We as humans, we have both experiences, you know, where you where you admire somebody's work or what they do, and you meet them, and they're a fucking ass. And you're oh just like, yeah, God damn it! Why do they have to be I an know. ass? I, I yeah, I wish I wouldn't have met him. I yeah. wish I wouldn't have met him. And then you have those dudes who are like, they do stellar work, and then you meet them, and they're even a better person. And you're like, yeah. fuck, man, that's you know, so ama- it's amazing when that shit happens. Oh man, it, it was mind blowing because. Uh, Upon meeting both of those guys, they were both uh, somewhat familiar with my work. So I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, my mind just went, yeah. you know, I was like so blown away that it even knew, you know, even just wh- who I was. And it's crazy. And, and uh, yeah, and it, gosh, they were so nice. And, uh, you know, and I, and, I, and I hear that all the way across the board when it comes to anybody else who's met them just how genuinely nice they are. And, you know, uh, it got me into watching all their videos and little things that they put out. And it, it, it translates all the way through even that kind of stuff. It was just, you can tell that, uh, and, and, you know, I've had, I've had, uh, great experiences with all, almost all the artists that, that I've come in contact with. I've been really lucky. I mean, there's like been those handful, you know, where it's just like, wow, man, you don't even need to be like that. It's, you know, your work is so good. You don't even have to act like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, the majority of them, and I think it's because now Menton and David, they're, they're, they're not, uh, tattoo artists, but, uh, a lot of the people that I do collect from are tattoo artists. 
and I find like a, a, a real awesome sense of humility that kind of goes across the board uh, from the artists that I look up to. But I think a lot of them is because I maybe had met them first mm-hmm. and and then seen their artwork and just been blown away by it. And uh, very few people that I've met in this industry have that kind of uh, have that kind of outlook. Plus, you know, I, I think a lot of them are just so happy with their lifestyle. This is a lifestyle that, you know, art. If you're if you're doing art and making money, you know, supporting yourself with it, uh, how mad could you be? You know, I used to dig ditches for a living, and I used to do electrical and you know framing and all this kind of stuff and cabinetry and paint cars, boats, trucks. And that's work that like you're beat at the end of the day, not emotionally and your back hurts from sitting. I'm talking like just distraught with your fucking life because <laughs> it's hard, you know, and you're getting older and it sucks worse. And so I, I think that we're all very, very extremely lucky um, to be doing something like this and be making a living and supporting our families doing it. You know, whether it's at any level, if you could put food on the table and pay your rent, man, I would, I would, I would rather struggle doing this than be rich doing something that I didn't like. Um, and I wake up every morning. So even, even those times where I say like, uh, wow, you know, I, I, I'm feeling bad about myself or, Oh, I'm, I'm emotionally distraught. We're talking, I'm talking a degree. I'm not talking across the board. I still wake up and like, and if I don't remember it, my wife will sure remind me, you know, um, you know, about how things used to be. Uh, so like it, it, I feel always lucky at, at any of those times, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I mean, I mean, how lucky are we to be doing this, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. What was it like for you last year to work uh, with um, Sullen and the Rockstar uh, Energy Inked Up World Tour? I th- such a such a big tour, so many good uh, artists. What was it like being a part of it? I think that was probably the biggest thing that ever happened in my life. I mean, to like be a part of that whole thing, be attached to Rockstar um, be attached to Sullen, uh, during that whole process. It, it, it was such a, such a crazy thing, you know? Um, and I called the winner, which I knew it, you know, because my boy Roman, he, he rock stars yep. it up, you know, and I love him for it. He's, he's the best, uh, best, uh, flag holder for, for that whole thing. And plus his artwork's amazing and all the charities that he d- does. I mean, he's just an amazing human being. So, I thought there would be no better guy to win it than than my boy Rome, you know, and and I love that guy to death. I think uh, no one else deserved to win it quite as much as he did, and I'm glad that he took it. But as far as the experience, it was unbelievable, man. I mean, also, too, my favorite stop is Musink, and the boys had me flying out to, like, the East Coast for my stop, and then something just through serendipity just happened, and and we, we had to switch it. And my stop became Musink, and I think Freddie went out to the East Coast because um, he wanted to go do that show. And uh, and that it's my favorite show, and I had one of the best experiences at the show. And you know that in Ink and Iron, and plus I didn't have to fly anywhere, which is a beautiful thing because you right. know I got a, a deathly fear of flying. But where does yeah, that come? It, where where does the fear of flying come from? My boy Paul is like that too, man. Yeah, to get him on a plane is like ridiculous. Yeah, you gotta like be a Baracus me, bro, like straight A team style. Drug me up, and I have to wake up in another state. But um, you know, I think it. I think it all stems from having. Uh, uh, you know, I used to fly all the time. I used to fly to Hawaii four times a year to go surf. So um, it came, it was coming back from a trip to Hawaii. It was a really bad flight. Um, one that literally scared the living shit out of me. I mean, a 40-year veteran stewardess in front of me. Oh, don't worry, sweetheart. Everything's okay. Uh, fast forward an hour. She's having a shit nervous breakdown. People are praying that the, the plane is like listing on its side. It's crazy. Um, you know, Captain's not getting on to say anything because he's probably just trying to make sure we don't crash. And, <laughs> you know, it, everything was fine. And we landed fine. I probably, I probably through the years, it's probably become a more elaborate story. <laughs> than it probably actually was. It probably was a 15-minute ordeal that came and went. But And then like a few a few days or uh, maybe like a year later, even less than that, um, 9-11 happened. And I watched four planes just violently crash into buildings and the ground. And 
I think it was my wife actually called me up. We had a, a honeymoon 11 days later. And uh, we, she called me up. She's all turn on the news. Uh, we looked at the news. And I, you know, she said, uh, let's cancel our trips. I said, uh, yeah, that was already going to happen. So, you know, I think, I think just from that, you know, I flew last year or two years ago uh, again for the first time since then. And yeah, man, it wasn't good. <laughs> I, I, I immediately realized that. This this is not a good thing, but you stay. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I will fly again. I will fly again because I'm determined to get out to a place that I've never been, and that's Europe. Um, uh, since I was uh, uh, maybe like 10, 15 years ago, I started getting into um, history, just out of the blue. You know, things I was had no um, no uh, desire to to really have any kind of you know. I wasn't geared into like being re- a researcher. Of life's events, and then and then I started watching the History Channel and all these things, and I started getting really into like past history and the history of our generation, and a lot of crazy things happened over in Europe. So I really wanted to just go over there and and uh, see where all these events took place, and also a lot of my favorite artists are from Europe, Randy Engelhart and all these other guys. They live out there, and they're always inviting me to come out to their conventions and. Mm-hmm. And I, I really have a, a, a desperate need to get out there. So just building up some courage, man, you know, just, Where's, just, uh, I think, it, I think it'll happen next year. Yeah, absolutely, man. Where's the, where's the place in Europe that you want to go first? It's like, damn, man, I can't Ger- wait. Germany. Yeah. Germany. Yeah. yeah. Germany, uh, and, and all the surrounding countries around, I mean, just, you know, they're all there, but you know. Mm all the uh, local places to Germany, Austria and all those places. There's just, it's such beautiful country. And, it, you know, uh, I would love to, you know, get, get on a train and, and, and cross over into some of the countries once I'm over there. Uh, you know, Italy too, half my family's from Italy. So I'd love to get out and see where, you know, my heritage comes from, where yeah. my eyebrows come from. <laughs> Why do I have a unibrow? What's going on? <laughs> right on, man. You <laughs> mentioned, you mentioned uh, Lord of the Rings. Are you film buff? I'm sorry, bro. You broke up on the last one. You uh, mentioned Lord of the Rings. Are you a film buff or? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm a huge film buff. And, that, and that's actually where I, uh, another place I want to go. I want to get over to New Zealand to see where all that stuff was filmed. Yeah, I mean, you know, without sounding totally retarded, I'm probably like the biggest Lord of the Rings nerd in the world. You know, like there, there's Trekkies and people that are in Star Wars. Dude, uh, my thing is is Lord of the Rings. And I'm like retarded, retarded fanatic of it. So, I mean, if, if, if you were to actually pan around in my room, I've got like massive amounts of memorabilia and swords and helmets and, you know, uh, autographs and behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, just like, I'm, I'm just a fanatic when it comes to film in general. Yeah. Um, cause, uh, I grew up with a family that did a lot of stuff in that industry, but just mainly my love just growing up in the 80s and, and just being into all the, uh, you know, films of our time, whether yeah. Blade Runner or Star Wars or like even the ones like 16 Candles and, you know, Weird Science and all that stuff. All my memories that are good uh, are always have something to do with film. It's weird. Like I just went, I saw a lot of movies when I was a kid. My mm-hmm. parents always took me to see whatever movie I wanted and. I think that it's just part of my childhood, and it it got me into loving film in general. I even worked for the 20th Century Fox Studios for about like uh, two, three years. What did you do for them? Uh, I was just doing PA work, you know, just kind of like started at the bottom and kind of working my way up. Um, I started in the mailroom. Just I really just wanted to to do what my uh, uncle had done. Uh, even though he he was the son of the guy who was running the studio at the time, he started in the mailroom as well. Um, you know, I just wanted to kind of start from the bottom and see what I could find if I, if I found my way in that, unfortunately it was just, um, different times. And, uh, I don't, I don't think I was prepared mentally. I was like 17, um, when I started and I just don't think I was prepared mentally. I was, I was, I was just doing everything else. I I was just kind of not the, uh, most grounded person at that time in my life. I think if it would have happened when I was in my late twenties, I probably would have done something in, in that industry and, and not in tattooing, but I'm glad it happened to tattooing. Cause you know, that's a really cutthroat industry. I mean, every industry is cutthroat, but 
that one's got its own special brand that I don't think many are cut out for. In what way? Like myself. <laughs> yeah. In what way being cutthroat? Um, you know, it's, gosh, man, there's a lot of, like, even just like working in the mailroom and, and like passing uh, documents from people to people. I saw a lot of people getting hired and fired every day. And a lot of it was based on personalities and, you know, they, they knew someone closer than the person working in that yeah. vicinity, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's the age old, it's not what you know, but who you know. Yeah. And I, I and I, I didn't want to, you know, kind of make my way through it just because uh, my, my family had done stuff in it, which I could have used, I could have used those avenues. Mm -hmm. You know, I did, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to yeah. make my own way yeah. in, in yeah. life. Um, and that's why even uh, after I started tattooing on my knuckles, I got uh, self-made um, nice. because I'm proud of that. Uh, I'm proud that no one really launched me into this. Uh, my close friend, Jeff Cooper gave me my start, but I was tattooing two weeks after, you know, mm -hmm. he didn't want me to, I just was, I had the drive and devotion to, you know, and also I, I loved, uh, you know, telling, you know, doing things that I shouldn't, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and, and, and it worked out and, and, uh, you know, of course he's always backed me and, and gave me a place to yeah. work and stuff like that. But, you know, I just, I, I, I feel that this is the one thing that I did on my own, you That's know, great. and, uh, I'm back, very proud of that. And my family's very proud of me too. Yeah, absolutely, man. Back when you were there doing that, jumping into it two weeks in, do you remember a time? Cause I, my, my, uh, start was, you know, three tattoos that were kind of overseen and then I was, you know, making money for the shop. So mm -hmm. very similar. And I remember getting into spots that I should not have been, you know, tattoos right. that I should not have been doing. Do you remember or recall any times back then when you're just like, holy shit, what have I done? Yeah. The first tattoo. No, no, it's, no. I mean, you know what the moment, you know, I've been getting tattooed, especially like on my arms ever, ever since I was, you know, so young. And, uh, you know, I felt like the moment I, I actually put needle in the skin, I felt like this is exactly what I thought it was going to be like. Like it felt like I had already done it, you know? But yeah, I mean, of course, man. Every time I try to do something new, I feel like that now, dude. Mm -hmm. Like when there are the times when I'll time? try something new and and it's 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 crazy. But yeah. uh, you know, I'm like, what am I doing? I shouldn't be doing this. But yeah, I mean, I think I think when I started to try realism, um, really, I mean, the second tattoo I did, I did a flower and I did it somewhat realistic and it felt good. But it wasn't until I really started doing like portraits. Um, and that type of stuff that I, I started realizing there are a lot of variables that can go wrong, especially if you're trying to make someone look like that person. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't get an eraser. You don't get a chance to reshape a nose or not Google an eye back to straight. You know, <laughs> it's 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 like either you either you did it or you didn't. Mm -hmm. And, and I remember there were a couple of times, thank goodness they were famous people because iconically you knew the image, but maybe it didn't look like Vincent Price, <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, you knew it was, but you know, maybe something was a little off and I'm a really hardcore critic of myself. I get down, I get down on myself uh, a lot if I don't do something to what I felt was the best of my personal abilities. So, you know, I think I, 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 I even to today have those moments where uh, I'll do a piece and, and then I'll look at someone else's piece. Like I'll do a flower and then I'll look at like one of Phil Garcia's flowers and I want to like I want to take that tattoo and rip it off the person I put it on, you know, uh, and try again. Um, but then I just think, hey, you know, everyone, everyone's everyone's different. And uh uh, you know, you just got to be happy with what you're doing and, uh, you know, know that you did it at the best of your abilities. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, best, best wave you caught in the last week. What was that? What was the best wave you caught in the last week? Oh man, last week. Okay. Uh, I had this one right that I dropped in on and it was super big and super late. And I thought I was just going to hit the bottom and have the board come back around and smack me in the head. But I just at the last minute, just the way I landed, it was almost like an airdrop. Just 
landed it perfectly and, and went right and had just a great wave, you know. Um, and uh, it was the day after the rains. I think I got an ear infection from that day, man. Water getting in my ear from the from the bacteria coming in off the runoff, but all worth it. That was a great wave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it is all worth it, isn't it? I've I've been oh, in yeah. the same weird situations, man. You're like, oh shit, the uh, you know the the they say there's some stuff in the water that I oh, yeah, shouldn't dude, go but, in. <laughs> you, you know what? It, it's funny because I'll I'll look around. I'll be like, dude, the waves are perfect. Why aren't there a thousand people out right mm-hmm. now? And then I'll look around at the the determined look on the guys on the faces of the guys that are out there. And it's like, oh yeah, it's it's, it's us kind of guys. We're willing to get chlamydia <laughs> to, to, to fucking be out here surfing these waves um, oh, or whatever we're gonna catch, you know? Yeah, some crazy new bacterial infection they haven't discovered. Wow, where do you think tattooing's going, man? It, it's such a a dynamic industry. It's such a dynamic craft, right? You know, right now, where do you think it's headed? Um. I think it's headed in good directions, um, and, and I also think it's headed, you know, for for some directions that I'm, you know, I'm maybe not super stoked on. Like I said, I'm not I'm not an ambassador um, for this because I've only been doing it for so long. So I, I I really feel like I don't really have too much of a say. Like I I really don't feel like my opinion really counts too much just because of the time that I've been in it. But I do have a personal opinion on it, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it counts or doesn't count. I think it's going in great directions in the sense of the community and the art. Um and uh I I love where it's going. I, I think it's getting I think it's getting pretty commercial. I mean, you know, uh, which I think is a fine thing. You know, people people have to make money doing this, and people. I mean, even me. You know, I mean, if you notice when I post, I sometimes it looks a little NASCAR card out. You know, with the, how many people I tag, but it's just because I believe in those products and I endorse those products. I mm-hmm. I believe in them. That's yeah. not because they're putting money in my pocket. It's because I really truly believe in those products, and and I'm trying to promote them as much as they've promoted me. Right. Um, but also, you know, I think there's a negative side to anything like that. You know, like I think that uh, it's, 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 I, I don't know, maybe slowing down now, but for a minute there, I was getting a little blown out, you know, a, a million shows. And I only like a couple shows on TV. Um, my buddy Gus, he has a show on there and I, I love his show. I think his show's awesome. And, uh, you know, Big Gus's show. His, yeah, Tattoo he, Nightmares on Spike Yeah, TV. Tattoo Nightmares. Yeah, yep. they, they, I, think that's one of the, I think that's one of the coolest shows out there. But then there's like a million other ones that are popping up out of the, out of the woodwork. And I think that it's kind of sometimes not showing the art in, in, uh, in, a, in a good light, you know? Mm. Like, you know, all these – even too, like some of these guys will do these great pieces and they'll just find any way to shoot them down for the sake of drama. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what does my fucking opinion matter? I'm I'm just a fucking nobody, but you know, but that's that's just what I think about sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's man, it is ebbing and flowing. That is for sure. The, yeah. the industry, you know, it's it's definitely different than when you came in. It's definitely different than when I came in. Yeah, and I think it'll continue to be. You know, it'll continue to yeah. move, and we I'm can just only. Glad I'm in it. Yeah, man, I'm I'm stoked too. You know, it's it's. I think it's a fun and exciting time. There's so many opportunities and you know, we can dive, we can diversify, you know, getting back to what we talked about in the very beginning of the podcast, we can diversify as artists now, you know, with, with the popularity that, that tattooing yeah. has and, yeah. and it does allow I mean, us definitely to get involved. Keep, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, and the popularity, like I have nothing against that. I think, I think the more popular it gets, the better. <laughs> I think everyone should have, uh, a positive outlook when it comes to tattooing. You know, I'm not there to change minds of someone that's 85 has no love for it and whatever. But, and, and I think as far as the art goes, I think, uh, the art is going in places. Even when I got into it five years ago, it wasn't in, I can't imagine where it's going to be in another five years. I'm scared for my own career, man. I feel like I'm going to get pushed right out the fuck out of it. But, you know, that's why I'm constantly trying to stay on my toes. But, you know, I mean, I just think it's great, man. I think there's so many artists out there that are doing this with such integrity and in such a positive way. 
I mean, you look at the guys like Mike DeVries, who you spoke about, and, you know, it's another guy that's constantly doing changes and big things in, in, in our industry. And, you know, those are the guys that really have paved the way and continue to pave the way. And, uh, you know, as, as long as everyone just follows the lead of the guys that are uh, setting great examples and doing this uh, with integrity and, and uh, you know, making this, making this industry and our careers what it is, I think this is going to be an ever-growing and ever ever popular, you know, thing, you know, and, uh, like I, like I always say, you know, I, I'm just, I feel honored to even be a part of it and even call, uh, these amazing people, my peers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said before, there's, there's no better industry to be in. I think maybe if you were a rock star, you know, that'd probably be the only career that I think would be, um, uh, as, as uh, entertaining, as yeah. fun, as dynamic, because it's ever changing. And just like our industry, we we choose, we can choose to make it whatever we want to make it. Mm -hmm. I think I can't remember who told me, but they said that uh, you know we do have the the greatest job, and the only other job that would be a rock star um, to have. But the rock stars want to be tattooers. They you do know? want to be tattooers. <laughs> I've heard that before. I forget who said that. No, they do want to be tech. And, and then they're like, well, maybe not really. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but yeah, no, they do. It's, I mean, I just, I just think it's, it's, uh, it's just one that gives us ultimate freedom, uh, to create who we want to be. Mm -hmm. You know, we are our bosses. We are our employees. Mm -hmm. We are our draftsmen, our, our, we're everything. We're you know? our IT um, department. Yeah, we're we're everything. I'm I'm my own complaints department. I complain yeah. about myself all the time. Rich is fucking so lazy sometimes. <laughs> but but I think I think that that's what makes this such a special thing is that we are the, the masters of our own destiny and yeah. we can choose to make it whatever we want to make it at any level. Yeah. At any level from the start to whatever your top is, you know? Absolutely. It wasn't laziness that got you involved with Sullen. How did that relationship come about? I always, I always uh, really, really loved what they were doing. Uh, I just remember being a kid and, you know, when I was skateboarding and stuff like that or surfing, any of the brands that I, I, I loved and was captured by being a young, very uh, easily influenced individual is uh, things that really kind of spoke to me uh, on the level of, just being, uh, just being real, you know? And I think that's why I really dug them. Also too, if you looked at the people who supported Sullen, it, it was guys like Freddie Negretti, Jack Rudy, uh, you know, uh, guys that, you know, they, they're not just going to lend themselves or lend their name to something that was just going to be phony. You know, they had already made their mark in tattooing. And continue to, but so they, they weren't gonna, you know, so it just, they just were doing things that seemed honest. And, uh, so I always wanted to, you know, kind of like put myself, uh, around companies like that. But the way the relationship came out with Sullen is I was just buying merch from them. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't trying to, you know, shove my face in their faces or be everywhere they were at. I just, I just wasn't trying to do that. Um, and I was at, uh, I was at, um, I was at, where were we? Oh, I was, uh, Kelly, what was the name of that convention where I met Jeremy? Oh, it was the Ink Masters convention. Um, and uh, I remember, my, the guy who I did a tattoo on was uh, wanted to enter it. I'm like, oh no, man! It was a, a bunch of people that I knew. Yeah, I just didn't feel I, I was gonna, you know, be able to compete against. But so my guy goes up there and and, and enters it for tattoo of the day. And uh, Jeremy had a piece entered as well um, that tattoo ish had done on him, and uh, you know the name. Uh, you know they're they're going down the names which they did sec what did they did first second and third place uh for for that day and 
And they did uh, third and uh, and second. I'm like, well, we're not winning. So I started turning around, and they they named uh, this guy Allen. And, and I'm like, okay, cool, you know, awesome. And I started headed back, and he's like, dude, that's me, that's my name. And and we took tattoo of the day. It was crazy. So I beat out uh, Jeremy, and I didn't know him back then. And uh, so he came up to me just to congratulate me. And that was my first introduction to meeting Jeremy. Uh, and he gave me his card. And he said, hey, man, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you about your work and love to talk to you about, you know, just, just hang out. You know, let's just hang out. And uh, that turned into a great friendship and a great relationship with Son. So my, my relationship with Son is really born out of a friendship that I had with Jeremy and then getting to meet the rest of the guys and you know it's it's been probably the the coolest for me it's been the coolest experience uh out of any of the uh relationships I have with any company um because they really support me 110% and in turn I want to do the same uh you know towards them and I feel like they have never stopped supporting me and stopped believing in me, um, in my art. And I, I've really have my entire career the way it sits. Uh, I, I have them to thank for it because they have pushed me and beyond measures that I thought I was even capable of as far as, uh, you know, art and business, uh, whether it's Ryan guiding me in the direction that he feels uh, I need to evolve in when it comes to designing a shirt or designing a piece of art or when it comes to Jeremy just giving me advice on business and, you know, just through his friendship on things that I could do to help um, lift myself up into another level. Um, I just, I have all those guys to thank for it. Um, Sullen and Sullen TV, both those companies have, have done so much for me and I, I'm just in an, eternally into their debt you know I, I love those guys to death even if it wasn't for tattooing if I broke both my hands and couldn't tattoo anymore I would still want to be involved with Sullen in some facility just because of how real they are how true they are and and to the extent of what they've done for this industry people have so much love for them and it's it's rightfully placed you know yeah absolutely man well it's going to be exciting to see what this new direction, the moves uh, that you've made, um, and this new direction you're going with your art, man. I'm excited to see what it's going to produce, what you're going to produce. And um, 2015 is going to be exciting, man. Uh, I look forward to more great tattoos and more great artwork from you, Rich. And I really appreciate you coming on and, and being open and, and honest uh, with us about your process and your life. appreciate that. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate just your time and, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm thankful for it. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at OG Joe Swanson. Also, please be sure to check out sullenradio.com. There you're going to be able to listen to all the new episodes, browse old episodes, and even ask questions for upcoming guests and get involved with the show. Also, if you sign up for the Sullen Radio newsletter, you'll be the first to know about upcoming guests, giveaways, bonus episodes, live events, and much more. So head over to sullenradio.com and stay connected to the story. Thanks again for listening.